CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we are back with a new episode of Talking Metal. I know I said I wasn't going to do one this week because I'm in the middle of a move, and that is absolutely true. It's been totally chaotic. I don't even have my computer set up yet. So we usually do these every Tuesday. I had said I was going to take this week off and not post an episode on Tuesday, but here it is, a few days late, Thursday of this week, I am posting an episode for you guys, and that's because, really, one reason. A&E, the great television network, is premiering a four-hour documentary on KISS, which premieres June 27th. Let's see, that is what? This Sunday on A&E. Cannot wait, guys. And I guess part two then on Monday, the 28th. It is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see this. My favorite band on one of my favorite television stations. Oh, yeah. KISS and A&E. So... Before we get into this, uh, let's thank the patrons, but not all of them. Just a general thanks today, because like I said, I'm in the middle of moving. My computer's not even set up yet. I don't have the list of all 51 of you in front of me, but believe me, you are the support of this show. You guys rock, and I can't thank you enough for your support. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, so again, this Sunday evening, June 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the two-hour first of two episodes premieres on A&E. It is Biography Kiss, and we are going to talk with the guy behind that today, DJ Viola. Again, just a quick episode. Um, I wasn't planning on doing an episode this week, but we had to because of this amazing documentary that we wanted you guys to know about. So everyone knows my favorite band is Kiss and probably Iron Maiden if I had to rank my two top favorite bands of all time. But you know you know what band I love? Not metal, the Eagles. <laughs> they just bought tickets to see them at Madison Square Garden. I cannot wait for that. August, uh, what is it? Uh, 22nd, August 22nd, the day after Emily's birthday. Completely psyched for that. I know Glenn Fry's dead. Don Felder isn't in the band, but it sounds like it's still an amazing, amazing show. We got Joe Walsh, Don Henley, and some some really strong talent backing them up. So it should be awesome. Cannot wait for that. 
that will probably be my re-entry into concerts again. I know some of you guys are getting started earlier, but after that, of course, I have uh, Megadeth and Hope to See Pearl Jam, Billy Idol, Smashing Pumpkins down on the Jersey Shore in September. We have uh, other stuff coming up. Judas Priest, I think, is coming around. I'm hopeful to go see that. So a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, this year, that is, the the 2021 year, 2021. Hope everyone's got their vaccine and are ready to rock again because I sure as hell am. And I'm going to do it this Sunday night when I watch the Kiss biography on A&E. Let's hit just a couple quick headlines on brave words. And if I sound echoey, it's because I'm sitting in my house and we still haven't adjusted the furniture and it's a big, big room, different setup here. Um, Like in the new house, but we moved in, the old owners left us, uh, one of the old owners or one of the old occupants didn't didn't, uh, vacate the house. He's still here. He's a skunk. <laughs> He's living under our, our deck outside. So yeah, always surprises when you move into a new house. So quick look at the headlines on Brave Words. Photographer Mark Weiss, wise guy Weiss, announces Weissfest 2021 featuring special performances by Keith Roth, Carmine Apice, Jerry Gaskill, Bumblefoot and others. And we just bought one of his uh, his photos that we're going to hang in the new house. It's a picture of Lemmy. Emily got it for me for Father's Day. How cool is that? So, man, I cannot wait to check this out. This is uh, up on on bravewords.com. I got to tell Emily about this right now. What free what is this is happening like immediately this Thursday. Oh, I don't know if we're going to make that, but very very cool to see Mark is out there rocking it. Cannot wait to see him again in person. What else do we have up on Brave Words, one of my favorite websites? Killing Joke has announced their first UK tour in over three years. What a great time to do a tour for a band like Killing Joke who hasn't done it for a while. That's a band I would totally love to see. Let's see, they are playing in the UK in March and April of 2022. So, wow. Hopefully our listeners over there will get to check out the great Killing Joke. And what about 90s era Killing Joke? A lot of people don't talk about that. I love that uh, era of the band. Definitely a different sound, but good stuff. And up on Brave Words, Dizzy Reed announced 10 records that changed his life. Let's read them down quickly. Booker T and the MGs, Soul Limbo from 1968, Wasp. The self-titled 1984 record. That's interesting. Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti from 1975. And Brave Words links over to Classic Rock for this list, by the way. Queen, News of the World from 1977. The Who, Who's Next. Wow, that's a great record. Love that record. The Clash, London Calling from 79. These are all great records. Metallica, Kill Em All from 1983. Hanoi Rocks, Two Steps from the Move from 1984. Leonard Skinner, One More from the Road from 1976. I, You know, Skinner's coming around again. What is it? One original member? I don't know. I watched a concert of theirs on TV and I didn't think it sounded all that great. But they're one of my favorite bands from when I was a kid, man. And I love the, that live record, One More from the Road. 
one of my favorite live records after Kiss Alive, for sure, is One More From The Road by Leonard Skinner. Great, great record. Dizzy Reed continues on with some of his other favorite records, The Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street, Sticky Fingers, and Get Your Yay Yays Out. There you go, four, four Stones records. And that's it. Was that 10? I guess that was 10. All right, cool. Three of the 10 being Rolling Stones albums. So there we go. A little uh, rock news for you, a little just uh, chatter before our interview here with DJ. But enough of that. Let's get into the interview with DJ right now. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And on the line, we have DJ Viola, who has worked on the new Kiss biography, which I am so excited to see. It premieres June 27th at 9 p.m. And it's a four-hour two-parter. Just very excited for this, DJ. I wanted to talk to you as a KISS fan and want to hear how you got involved with this. How did this all come about? Uh, the the movie was actually uh, kind of already underway when I got involved. I had come on sort of tangentially as a producer because I had uh, I had directed three other films for the EP, Leslie Greif, who also did um, the Simmons Family Jewels. Gene Simmons right, Family okay. Jewels. So he's been close to the band forever. I've been friends with Paul for many years because um, we live in LA and kids make weird friendships, you know? So, right, right. Yeah, uh, but nonetheless, uh, I was kind of floating around the project. And then um, when they started, it started with a couple different people involved and it just, the ship wasn't quite sort of taking a course. Uh, and at that point, I took a more active role and that was over a year ago. And at that point, it was only a 90 minute like A&E special. And then as we started to dig in, it's like, we got 48 years to cover here, fellas. Like this turned wow. into a three hour and then it might as well have been an eight hour. You know, it's just like, ay, ay, ay. There's a, there's a life, you know, lived loud here. There's a lot of stories here to, to call. But ultimately, I, I think the three feels exactly right for you to get a good sense of, you know, not only what they did, but who these guys are and why they did it. Right on. And what were your initial feelings when this landed on on your lap? Is it, is it a feeling of being overwhelmed? Because as you mentioned, it is 48 years. And I mean, there's a lot there. So what were yeah. some of your initial feelings to approach? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the, first off, it's an honor, right? I mean, right. To, to, to be tasked to string this together for them is an absolute honor. It's a, it's a privilege, but it's also, um, it's not just for the bands, for the, it's for the fans. It's for the, you know, the non-fan, the minor fans to the biggest fans. And that's where the intimidation could have easily set in. Cause you're just like, I, I will never be, you know, no matter how much I do day in and day out on these guys, there's still someone who's going to hit me on the internet to be like, well, actually in January, you know, and so we were as specific as we could be. So diving into this, what I really focused on was not the, not the Wikipedia aspects of, of what happened. You have to tell that story. You have to give it context, but I kept driving for why I kept wanting to know how these guys felt about these situations what you know what happened is it is because of of what was going on so i every time i would interview these guys who have been interviewed you know a gajillion times about these same stories and anytime i would hear them talking on a script that i had heard before i would stop them and right. say guys like 
how did you feel there? You know, and at first it's pretty like, don't interrupt me. I'm Gene Simmons. You know? Pretty soon it's, it's, you know, pretty soon then it's delightful. It's like, I, but I want to know how you're feeling, you know? And as we got into that, the movie started, started to take shape about what it was really who they are. And for as much as kiss is a, you know, uh, rock and roll celebration, you know, rock and roll nights, uh, celebratory band, they're also about self-empowerment. And so to understand the obstacles they had to overcome overcome each step of the way started to really make, I think, this movie a well-rounded version of what KISS is and hopefully brings an insight rather than just a detail of every single step of the way. And I think that in and of itself is really what where I started to lean into is who are these people? And I think that is the specialty or the specialness of this movie. Awesome. Awesome. And as a KISS fan, a lot of us uh, are just an enormous fan of their entire career, but there was a 13-year a period where they they actually took the makeup off and they were in a lot of ways a different band. I mean, they weren't really playing that many hits from the 70s in the set list in the 1980s. And there were different members that came in. Of course, there was no makeup on their face anymore. This era of the, of the band in a lot of ways um, gets ignored. And sometimes uh, we don't, we don't have a lot of uh, people reporting on this era of the band, but in this documentary, I'm four hours. Is, is there, is there time spent on this era of the band? Absolutely. I spent a fair amount of time in that night too. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people are really liking night too, is it's stories that they either haven't heard that often or have never heard before. Um, you know, one of the comments Paul had uh, after, after watching the whole thing in its entirety is that, you know, people have never seen my band like this before. And so he was really moved by, you know, the, the objectivity, but also the sensitivity to who they are. And I think they ended up, you know, sharing a lot. And when you, when you see the makeup coming off, it's, it's, it literally begins the moment after Paul goes and has his ear fixed. So you can, right, you can wow. easily psychoanalyze the fact that once he felt confident with his, with his image, he was comfortable going out in the world. And until then he wasn't. So you get a sense of that. So it's not just, ah, let's go compete with the other bands or people are getting tired of our look. It's also a, a personal choice to be like, I now have released some of that insecurity. So let me see how we do out there. And then in that journey, you start to realize how much more important the makeup was ultimately to Gene because his persona of the demon is who he's been when he's on stage. He's Gene Simmons and he's the demon. And there's not a lot of crossover. Paul's, Paul's a little bit more star child, you know, by day. Right, Gene right. transforms. And so that's where then they started to, you know, Gene started to, to wander because it was like, I don't, I can't quite find my foot in here. And so we cover that pretty, pretty heavily in this stock. Awesome. And how long did it take you to, to gain their trust as a filmmaker? Did you have that right away or did it take some time of them kind of being, all right, this, we got to kind of let DJ do his thing or was there a big involvement from them? Uh, it was more of, I mean, again, they get interviewed constantly, you know? So there was never any, like, there, there was a whole lot of like, show me, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you what you're asking for, but you know, I, I, I hope you're everything you're, you're supposed to be on this. And so there wasn't that much like um, they weren't too guarded when we began. Again, I had to break them of the script 
but they were pretty open to trying to get the story out. As cuts started to come in, everything warmed up. And then the conversations got a lot more personal. You know, it got a lot more into what I kept continuing to mine for, but also personally back, you know, like as when you're getting texts from Gene Simmons on a Saturday about something he just watched on television, you're realizing like you've now got a friendship in here. And that friendship is because you're honoring them as who they authentically are. And so to that degree, that's where the growth came. But at first it was certainly a, ah, I I hope this is heading the right direction because if it's not, we're not going to show it, you know, like right they on. don't need to say yes to anything, which is, which is an amazing, group. but I hope we all find our, our, uh, ourselves in that position later in life. So. Right on. And again, we are talking with DJ Viola about the upcoming kiss documentary. It's a A&E biography. It's going to be on June 27th and 28th, two parts, four hours, two hours each night, starting at 9 p.m. I cannot wait to see this. Who else is interviewed for the documentary besides the obvious Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, we have Bob Ezrin, you know, obviously um, is, is pretty well represented there. Eddie Kramer, uh, you know, talking about some of their quintessential albums. We've got Doc McGee in there. Um Probably more interestingly, we've got Dave Kroll, we've got Tom Morello, um, nice. which I think is some of the most exciting things about the movie is to see other heroes be in awe of these guys. You know, they are, they have such respect for the pioneers of rock and roll, of rock and roll, theatrics of rock and roll, showmanship, you know. So they never once in the interview did they rest back as rock stars themselves. They remained fanboys. And that was one of the most intoxicating parts of interviewing those guys is that even when, you know, the cameras were shut off, they had questions like you, you know, like, right, like, right. you know, just wanting to know more about, about these guys on a personal level. And so that was also like, you know, inspiring to be like, we have to continue to push the personalities here because that's, that's what people want to know. You know, these are their heroes and, and let's not tear them down. Let's, let's, Let's just open them up. And so I, that, that was a fun part. Right. And is it fair to say that this is a documentary and a show that non-KISS fans could enjoy? Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I, I really tried to study what KISS audiences, um, why KISS is important to the audience, and then understand why KISS is important to new audiences. And the design of the film is meant to feel like it was made by KISS. The, the movie is shaped like a Kiss album. It's shaped like a Kiss show. You know, we explode, they, they fall from the sky and with, a, with a big explosive intro. Um, and then every story is our, our mini chapters. And so it's not a long tale where I can introduce something and 60 minutes later, I can pay that thing off. Kiss songs are four minutes of in your face rock and roll. And so I do a lot of conflict resolution, conflict resolution, conflict, that in totality, you get the full journey and you get the insight. But each one of those things feels more like a Kiss song where it's just, it screams by. It is a fast documentary. You know, you cannot believe how long you've actually been sitting there because it's just, it's just more and more and more. There was a, there's a quote in there from a, a clip uh, where uh, a journalist had asked Paul, you know, how does, what's the most important part of, of a Kiss show? You know, is it the music or the theatrics? And he said, the audience. And he said, well, well how do you want the audience to feel? And he right. said, exhausted. Yeah. I want you at the end of this doc to be like, oh, that was a movie, you know? So it was always keeping that in mind. This has to feel like Kiss made this. And so I think 
if it's your first, you know, kiss movie or your, you know, or your 15th, I think you're going to enjoy it because it's, it's different, it's accessible, but it's also, um, it's also kiss. Right on. And I do want to come back to kiss, but as far as, as you go, DJ, what other documentaries, what other productions have you worked on? What's some of your history? Yeah. I mean, I've been in the scripted space, uh, lately, but prior to that, I mean, I was on, I was on tour with Eminem for six years. And so that's really where I cut my teeth in the rock doc space. And then did a bunch of other interscope stuff, like making the pussy cat dolls. And then, okay. um, I've done some other, you know, rando docs, uh, faith-based stuff. I've done a fantasy football doc. Um, but ultimately Eminem and Kiss were kind of the most parallel for me because again, I wanted to, I, I did my best to meet fans in both of those realms to understand why the band was important to them. I know it's important to me, but let me get a sense of a, a wider net of, of what is happening, you know, inside the fans, you know, hearts and minds. And what you find is that these guys have nailed a time period in people's lives, a time period of growth, a time period of sort of the end of adolescence and beginning of adulthood when, when self-empowerment is key. It's celebration of life and self-empowerment. And they are, there's, there's no victim, you know, in any of their lyrics. It is always, you've got to stand up and, you know, you right. got to pull yourself up and you got to have fun. And so I think when you go to a KISS show and you see that it spans, you know, from 15 to 65, like everyone finds them at the same age and stays with them. And so that for me was really trying to understand, you know, again, how does, how, how does KISS speak for those that have, you know, that can't speak that or want to go speak that show after show after show? Right on, right on. And I know earlier you shared a moment where, where Gene was texting you. Is there any other behind the scenes, maybe intimate moments you could share that you, you experienced with Paul and or Gene? Yeah, I mean, these guys, we would do long interviews. And so especially when they got into, you know, more intimate settings like, you know, Paul's house. Um, you can't help but laugh at like the life still going on out around the camera. And so when Paul's dogs run in or his kids are, you know, practicing dance in the other room and he has to shout to calm them down, like there's still life happening. And that's, it's those moments, you know, Shannon is sitting just off, you know, screen, making faces at Gene and laughing at him when he talks about certain things, like to see the, 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 how comfortable they were and to see them in their regular lives. I also think helped open them up to, to again, not be demon and star child interviews, but simply be, you know, Paul and Gene. And so that was the kind of, you know, access and behind the scenes. that was just so much fun that the crew would just talk about incessantly as we walked out of those things, like, Holy crap. I mean, there was a moment where Paul, I have it at the beginning of night two, but it's only one song. He picked up his fractured mirror guitar and did a, um, I don't know, probably a three, four, five minute medley. And it was, wow. it's four of us in the room and he is full volume, just destroying this guitar. And we're just, I mean, it was, you had chills. You couldn't believe the specialness of this moment that I wanted it just to be like the entire credit sequence of the movie. Right, right. We ran out of time, you know? Right on, right on. And they are about to resume or soon to resume the end of the road tour, which we're told is the, the final kiss tour. Do you believe this is the final kiss tour? Uh, I, for Paul and Gene, yes. I, I think um, Gene always says, you know, if, if we were sitting with on stools with sneakers and jeans and t-shirts, we could do this until our dying day. You know, it is right. such a physically exhaustive show. I mean, there was a sequence I had to clip, which was 
them going through their injuries. And it sounds like ex-football players, you know, wow. it's hips and shoulders and biceps. I mean, these guys have been just battering their bodies for years and years and years. So I, I, I suspect this is it. It's the biggest show you've ever seen. I think it's the biggest show that'll ever be put on truthfully. I think it's because everything's going to end up being holograms or LEDs or I don't know how the fire marshal ever approves the show. Right, right. It is so massive that I suspect they're done. What'll be interesting is to see if, as we sort of make a pitch for in the movie, when the personas carry on, you know, as, as Tommy stepped into Ace, as Eric stepped into Catman, can people step into Demon and Star Child? And can the next generation continue to experience Kiss shows? I think that, that I haven't heard much discussion on that, but you can kind of feel that there isn't necessarily a reason to end this. If, if people still want to go see a Broadway show, they don't need the same, you know, performers yeah. in it. So it right. might be interesting to see if this, this transcends that. Whereas, you know, a few band, I don't think any other band could ever pull that off, you know? Right on, right on. And again, the Kiss biography airs on A&E June 27th and 28th at 9 p.m. We will have all the info you need, guys, up in the show notes. We are talking with DJ Viola. You're credited as the director, right, of it? Yes. yes. Yep. Great. Well, it's been great chatting with you. We cannot wait to see this as KISS fans. And uh, I guess my last question is, we've heard rumblings that there could be um, a scripted uh, story told of KISS on, on the screen. You said you've done scripted stuff. Are you involved with that at all? Or is that something you can comment on? Currently not. I hope they call me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm aware of it. You know, we had a little bit of a title battle between them, but I mean, honestly, I, I hope it gets made. I think that's another like beautiful angle that that is due for this band. So uh, I'd love to be involved in it if anyone's listening, but currently I, I think it's still just, I think it's in the pitch phase and I think it's right. catching some traction. So I think they're, I feel like it's going to happen. You just, you never know in Hollywood. We will see. And again, the Kiss biography, June 27th at 9 p.m. is when it premieres. We can't wait. DJ, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Real pleasure talking to you. I really, I, I hope you enjoy the movie. I think you will. Hey, guys. Remember to watch Kiss, the Kiss biography on A&E. Big thanks to DJ for joining me. And to Jordan at A&E for hooking up that interview. I'm actually working at A&E right now, so uh, in a totally different department, nothing to do with the KISS biography. But um, proud to be an employee of them for the time being, at least for the next few months. You know, I work in TV, so you, you, you're not usually at places like super long-term, but I like it there, man. I, I hope I can stay on there for a while. But uh, you guys know my side hustle here is always talking metal. I love it. I love it. Support me on Patreon. We got to get more people. It really slowed down. You know, we were just gaining people left and right, left and right. Like what What were we at like a year ago? 20, maybe 25 supporters on Patreon. Now we're at 51. But it, it then is just slowed down to a snail's crawl with people uh adding adding people on patreon so i'd really like to encourage you to support me for just two dollars a month gets you a bonus podcast five dollars a month gets you that bonus podcast plus a t-shirt also a big shout out to hank at dash vodka my favorite vodka is dash vodka be sure to check it out be sure to drink it and that'll do it guys we'll talk to you hopefully this coming tuesday so in just a, a few days you'll have another podcast cool later